Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 823. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 82 and 83. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to complete the last two songs of Asif today, but first, a word from this sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. As I said, we're wrapping up the Psalms of Asaph. Asaph, who was appointed by King David. So we're in the time shortly after or during the time of King David here. And we get the first one, Psalm 82 goes like this. God presides in the great assembly. He renders judgment among the gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. The gods know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods, you are sons of the Most High, but you will die like mere mortals. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. And so this particular one here, we've got God versus gods, lowercase, and plural here. And it seems like Asif is comparing the God of Israel the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, were the gods of the people around them. And he does say they are, understand nothing, they walk in darkness. And we would say they don't understand anything because they're mere stone, they're mere idols, they're mere uh, metal, as many of the prophets say. But he has some problem here with God also here. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? So he's a little upset here. If we talked about the emotion that is going on here. The emotion is the emotion you get when you pick up the morning paper and you see that things are wrong, that this world is broken. Whatever it is that makes you say, how can this be? This world is broken is the kind of thing that Asaph has here. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Which is, of course, not what God is doing, but God does let sin go unpunished sometimes for longer than we would like, for sure. Unless, of course, it's our sin, in which case, uh, a little longer, please. But when it's other people's sin, we'd certainly want God to act with more speed. 
And so, but then he says, you know, calls God and says, defend the weak, defend the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy. Well, why is he specifically mentioning these people? Why isn't he saying, God defend the cause of the rich or God defend the cause of the powerful? And of course, the reason is that those people have the power to do it themselves. And the people that he's calling out for are the people who get short shrift, those who don't have power those who don't have position, authority, or wealth, uh, in the time of Asaph and in our time as well, need some help. They need some help in our time from good and just laws and uh, laws that are applied equally to the poor and the rich, which is a very difficult thing in any time, and not something that we see. And so Asaph is calling out God and saying, you know, make things better, make things more right. Because we all have this desire to see, well, I think we all have this desire to see, I have this desire to see the world be be fixed, the world be right. We have this sense of things are not right, things are not fair. And Asaph had that way back in the time of David. And he knows that going to other gods is not a solution, because they know nothing, they understand nothing, they walk about in darkness, they will die like mere mortals. There's, there's no power there. And so he calls to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and says, Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. Not just Israel, but all the nations. And then continuing on with Psalm 83, the last of the Psalms of Asaph in Psalms. O God, do not remain silent, do not turn a deaf ear, do not stand aloof, O God. See how your enemies growl, how your foes rear their heads. With cunning they conspire against your people, they plot against those you cherish. Come, they say, let us destroy them as a nation, so that Israel's name is remembered no more. With one mind they plot together, they form an alliance against you. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, of Moab and the Hagrites, Byblos, Ammon, and Amalek, Philista, and the people of Tyre, even Assyria has joined them to reinforce Lot's descendants. Do them as you did to Midian, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the river Kishon, who perished at Endor, and became like dung on the ground. Make all their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. Make them like tumbleweed, my God, like chaff before the wind. As fire consumes the forest, or a flame sets the mountains ablaze, so pursue them with your tempest, and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, Lord, so that they will seek your name. May they ever be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. Let them know that you, whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. And this is a similar psalm to the last one in the sense of calling to God to action, but a very specific case here, not looking for the the poor and the needy and the powerless, but looking for the people of God, saying that all our neighbors, all our neighbors, and this names, you know, the Edomites, the Ishmaelites, the Moabites, the, all these people are plotting against us. But doesn't say they're plotting against us, does he? He says, do not remain silent. Do not stand aloof of God. See how your enemies growl, how your foes rear their head. With cunning they conspire against your people. They plot against those you cherish. 
Come, he says, let us destroy them as a nation so that Israel's name is remembered no more. So they're plotting against Israel, right? They're going to try and destroy Israel and wipe it off the map here. But then it says, with one mind they plot together, they form an alliance against you. If they're against Israel, then they're against God. This is, at that time, especially the the people of God, the only people of God. You know, now there's no one nation that has that title, not Israel, not the U.S., not any particular nation. But certainly at that time, these were the people of God, and to plot against them was to plot against God. And so do not remain silent. Do not turn a deaf ear. Don't you see what they're doing? Don't you see that they're plotting? Don't you see what their goal is? And their goal is to destroy us. And then it names all these people, all these people who are plotting against God and his people. Um, very familiar names. And remember, a lot of these are almost cousins of Israel. So the Edomites would be descendants of Esau instead of descendants of Jacob, the other brother. The Ishmaelites are descendants of Isaac's brother. And so these aren't far-flung people. These aren't people from the far corners of the earth. The Philistines and such were there ahead of time. But a lot of these are interrelated and Semitic people, but they're neighbors, they're cousins, and they're plotting against the people of God. And then it says, do to them as, and there's this whole paragraph here about all of these things where people had plotted against the people of God and were defeated. And it names names that not all are familiar to us, but we do know the stories of the Midianites who came in and were defeated by uh, by Gideon, for instance, in the book of Judges. Speaking of the book of Judges, I got an email this week saying, hey, can you cover the book of Judges next? And I immediately went to go look at the archives and say, well, clearly I have talked about the book of Judges before, but I have not. And so that is likely where we will go next after this study to deal with some of the stories that are coming out here would be coming from the book of Judges like the Midianites and what happened to the Midianites with Gideon. But remember, make them all like those other princes and nobles that you have defeated in other times who said, let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. Now, what they probably said is, let us take possession of the pasture lands of Israel. But what the psalmist is reminding God is that means of his pasture lands, his people, his land. And so make them like a tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind. And I don't know how many of you live in the West as I do and have seen tumbleweeds, um, which are a very curious plant and they do literally let go at some point and tumble across the prairie to spread their seeds elsewhere, but they're not stable. I mean, that's really what tumbleweed is trying to invoke here is this idea that they'd be blown away with the wind like chaff in the wind. Fire consumes the forest or flame sets the mountains ablaze. So pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Let them see who you are so that they would tremble and cover their faces with shame and seek your name and let them be ashamed and dismayed. May they perish in disgrace. So let them see who you are. Let them know that you, whose name is Lord, that you are the most high over all the earth. The psalmist knows these things. These are the last words we get from the psalmist Asaph, but he knows that God is God. 
He knows that God is powerful and he knows that God is just. And his prayer and his song are that God would show the rest of the world. That is my prayer as well. My prayer for you this week is that God will show you and I that he is here and he is working and he is still powerful today. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.